What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another podcast of Convos with Cole, where we sit down with some of my friends and we talk about our life, our experiences, and, you know, provide a little life lesson. So without further ado, let's get into it. All right, welcome back to the podcast, you all. Like I said, it's your boy, Cole. And today we're going to be talking about relationships. And I have my wonderful roommate with me here today, Oscar. What's going on, Oscar? Hey, what's up, guys? Yo, yo, yo. So I'll just start off, you know, with, with a quick question, Oscar. Now, you may not agree, but I want to hear your opinion on it. Do you believe in relationships? Do you think that there's really someone out there like that's your soulmate or just like for one person? You know, uh, I wasn't 100% sure on how I felt about that for a while. Um, but I truly, after, you know, being in a couple of relationships myself, I truly believe that there is someone out there for you. Uh, and that person that is as a soulmate. Um, after a couple of relationships, you kind of realize who you mesh with and who you don't. Um, and it's kind of unmistakable to have that first love. Um, I'm a firm believer that that first love, your first true love, is actually your soulmate. Um, and so Wait, you, you're a firm believer in that. Yeah, like okay. I know we're all pretty young people, probably listen to this podcast, but you know, you got a lot of life ahead of you as well for someone to say something like that. But I just feel that when you know you're in love with someone and you truly know that, and for some reason things don't work out, you just, you don't let go of that person. That person's always in there somewhere, somehow. Uh, You might still stay in touch with them. You might not. But in some way or another, I think you think about them. And I think that person's that soulmate of yours. Yeah. Well, you know, I just, I can somewhat agree to that. Um, I personally don't think that there is a soulmate, you know, like an S-O-L-E. There's not, I don't think there's one person out there for you um, that is going to match everything that you want in a person. Um, You know, I can speak from like past relationship. I'll say with, you know, I've only had one, um, but, you know, I learned a lot from it. you know, for the people out there listening, I was just in a three-year relationship, and it seems so weird to, like, be saying it, uh, that I was, uh, it really came down to me, um, but, you know, I guess I was always just wondering about, and, and trying to figure out, you know, relationships, and whether or not, um, that, that, you know, that person that you're with is the person, and it wasn't that, you know, I wasn't enjoying my relationship. I had a wonderful time, but I just needed to to get out and explore what um, what life had to offer. Uh, and I guess, you know, as a young kid, I was always just wondering what what's on the other side of the of the door. You know what I mean? Um, and I can also speak on the relationship. It was it was just like it came to an to an end not because of the other person but really just because of myself uh, i think us as young people need to speak and talk about relationships just because we don't really have the experience that our parents and you know older people have you know with those years of priming come you know it bits and pieces from each relationship whether it be romantic or not 
but you're able to learn a lot from them. And I think that really cost me my relationship with my partner. Uh, you know, she was the first person uh, that I essentially opened my heart up to. Uh, she knows a lot of things about me that a lot of people don't. And I really value her to this day, even though we're not together. But I felt like I was lacking um, a sense of understanding. Um, you know, a lot of our altercations, a lot of our fights came from just not being able to understand and uh, recognize my faults and flaws. And, you know, it cost me um, three years of a wonderful relationship that at, at this point in time I, I, I cherish. And um, it's made me a little reluctant to get out there. And although as much as I wanted to see what was on the other side of the door, how do you uh, sort of navigate the, the new world of relationships, you know, you say that there's there's one soulmate, but how do you get out there and see other people without comparing everything with those other people to your initial love, to the first love that you said, Oscar? Now, I understand how it could potentially be pretty hard to navigate those waters. Um, but before I answer that question, I just want to ask, you know, you hear the cliche of, you know, parents and people that we know that are you know, older than us being high school sweethearts. Right. And I think it just goes back to what I said about that first love. You, you usually know in high school, maybe late high school, or even in college. Mm-hmm. And for those high school sweethearts to exist, it's because from what we percept, perceive as a young age, we knew, whoa, this person might be someone special. Mm-hmm. And we see nowadays most of those high school sweethearts, maybe even college sweethearts, are married to this day. And so I think what I said holds some, some truth to it because of these high school sweethearts that we see. But to answer your question of how can you navigate those waters without, you know, comparing it to that one person, um, I don't really think you can. Like, or you can't, I'm sorry. Um, because I think at the same time, you want to open yourself up to someone new mm-hmm. and give them a, an honest chance to, to be yourself and open yourself up in a vulnerable manner. But at the same time, if you really love that person, that we're, whoever that may be, um, and you might have let go of them at the wrong time and maybe it was just a right person, wrong time thing. Um, I think there'll always be someone you think about and maybe use the future relationships that you're, like I said, trying to be honest in as a way to better yourself for that person, but just at a later time in both of one another's lives. Well, that's interesting that you say that. What if that person doesn't want you back? And, you know, sure, it would be nice if that same person that I ended the relationship with wanted to get back with me, but, you know, there were a lot of things in the relationship that, in my opinion, I don't understand, or I couldn't find a reason as to why she would get back with me. Because after all, it was a breakup. You know, I, I hurt that person, and, and I, I can recognize that, and it would be selfish of me to say that, you know, I'm just going to bank on her getting back with me after that time. Um, you know, I think that's, that's, where I, that's where I fall short is um, just, 
I don't even know like how how to describe it. It was it would it would be just you know getting the courage to 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 put my foot in the door and you know find new things. Well, now let me ask you: um, Have you ever told yourself something to try to get yourself over something? As harsh as it may have been for you to tell yourself something, just for you to get over, whatever it may be in life. Do you think that this person may have said, I won't ever get back with, for example, you, just for them to move on? Not necessarily move on, but just tell themselves that they can, but deep down still hold some sort of emotions, feelings, whatever it may be, to that one said person. Yeah. I think we've all done that. And, you know, for me in the breakup, you know, I I broke up for a reason. They I ended the relationship for a reason. Um, although that I was the person responsible for ending the relationship, I still felt a hundred and ten percent of the heartache. Um, just because of the the time, the effort that you put into a relationship. You know, even though I was on the the lower end, uh, you know, with my uh, shortcomings, I I I still contributed in some way for a long period of time you know i completely agree with what you're saying um i don't think any heartbreak is easy whether it's six months a year or in your case three years i think a heartbreak is heartbreak no matter how long you've been in a relationship it'll hurt um but you know to move on, I think we meet new people, but in, when we meet these new people, we learn to better ourselves as people emotionally um, with what we can do better with ourselves that didn't work previously mm-hmm. in a relationship that really meant to you, meant something to you. And with these new people, like I said, you, you give them an honest chance for you to open yourself up to them as they open your, themselves up to you. Right. And if for some reason things don't work out, it's still a valuable learn, lear, learning lesson for you of, wow, I improved on myself on something that didn't work out in a previous, previous relationship. And maybe this person was the right person at the wrong time. Right. Maybe five years, 10 years down the road, you meet with them again. And you know that you've worked on something that you were maybe not so good at at a younger age of yourself. Yeah. And sparks can still be there that things happen again. Yeah, and you know, I also tell myself that the person that I was with and the person that I was at the time, those people just weren't. They 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 weren't comp- they were compatible, but they weren't. Um, let's say like the best match, and I I, th- I think that I did that other person a disservice, uh, just from the way of I was acting in the, in the relationship and the choices that I was making and what I wasn't doing. Um, I think that really cost that other person a happy relationship that she definitely could have had. Um, and now as much as, you know, I hurt from not being in the relationship. Um, I just think that I, I look back on it uh, every minute, it seems like. And I, I, I realize that what I did was for a purpose and that I tell myself deep down, even though, you know, I still may have feelings for that person or, you know, emotions still in my heart, even though we've ended the relationship, that she's probably, if not content, 
happier knowing and myself knowing that she would have the opportunity to have that relationship that, you know, as an individual, she definitely deserved. Um, and I always used to tell myself that I was just not matching her maturity level in the relationship. And that's another thing that, you know, I, as much as, you know, I cherish the moments that I had with this person. I think that if I were able to, um, work out my kinks and, and my flaws with, you know, other people, I would be able to, to fix and amend, you know, what it is that I was doing wrong. And, and, um, and maybe those issues wouldn't have come up. Who do you think that these issues that you think you had for yourself, you're putting the blame on yourself to just move on and work through them, even though it might not be your fault? Well, I, I'm not one to put blame on myself, nor am I to put blame on others. Um, I'm definitely willing to recognize, you know, when other people are at fault, but I can honestly say that, you know, from my experience with this past person and my relationship, it, it was just the fact that she just was not um, in any wrongdoing. I, I think that everyone has their own uh, preference and their own um, goals and aspirations in a relationship with their partner. Um, we had similar goals. I just wasn't, uh, like I said, you know, matching the same caliber that she was looking at. And that's ultimately what, what you know, may have caused that some of the happiness or uh, may have put us in the slumps a little bit. It definitely fueled some altercations. Um, Hopefully not physical. <laughs> no, everything was verbal. Uh, and I, I didn't even say altercations because it has a bad connotation, but um, a lot of disagreements. And especially now that we're getting to the age where settling down is a topic of conversation um, for some people, it's kind of eerie. And it's kind of a, a checkpoint that you want to put yourself in and you want to make sure that you're ready for it. She was ready for it. I don't think I was. And, you know, I still don't think I am almost two months after the breakup. And I have peers left and right of me. I see getting engaged, getting pregnant, having children. And I just put myself in those shoes. And I think I, no way could I be there right now. I, I just can't imagine my life starting at this age of 21 years old. Um, but I, I want to ask you, and this might be a hard question to answer for yourself because maybe it's never been put in that perspective, but we all have honeymoon phases in relationships. Mm -hmm. Were you ever happy once that honeymoon phase passed? Definitely. I'll, I'll say this with 100%, 100% of my heart. The honeymoon phase is nice, but it's not the best part of the relationship. You know, in my opinion, that honeymoon phase is the part of the relationship where the two people in the relationship always are a dream. Everything's happy and peachy. Yes, that's wonderful. But I enjoyed the times that my partner and I would have disagreements and, and that we would, you know, sharpen each other's skills when it came to uh, communication skills. Yeah, I'm still working on those, but she definitely helped me out in that department. Um, 
I value her to this day because of how free-minded she is. She's always willing to speak her, speak her voice. And I think that was probably, it was the most attractive thing about her, was how free-spoken um, that, that she was and how such a great spirit and free spirit she was in times of, you know, wonderful, like we went on, we'd go on dates or, or even um, at the, I would say that the depths of the relationship when we would genuinely be upset with one another. Um, so I'm not really a big fan of the honeymoon phase. If anything, I try to speed up the honeymoon phase because I like the the partner aspect of a relationship. Uh, I think that after you start looking, after you stop looking at your partner um, more of as a person to go on dates with, but really looking at them for, uh, or looking at them as, as someone that you want to take through your life and share experiences with, I think that is the meat of the relationship. And that's the whole, for me, that's the whole point as to why I would like to get in relationships. And I think that also serves as one of the hardest things of, about me getting into relationships is because I think I always put this barrier up when I meet someone new. Um, I, I question myself. Can I see me? Can I see myself doing something two or three years down the road with this person? Here recently, I, I, I don't know. And I think that's just because I may be not looking in the right places. Or I could just be, you know, relaying everything to my previous relationship. And I agree with you to some degree with what you said. And occasionally I will think of that, of whoever I might be in a relationship with. Can I see myself with this person two, three years down the road? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I try not to think of that and just take it, you know, day by day with this person because, you know, I don't even know if I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning. (laughs) So for me to think how two, three years down the road with with this one singular person will look like, just hard for me to imagine that when, like I said, the next day is so unpredictable with what we have going on. Definitely. Um, So I also love to just live in the moment with this person, which kind of falls in line with that honeymoon phase where go on these dates, enjoy the time you have with this person. But at the same time, like you said, move past that and and, and actually have a partner in your life. I enjoy that aspect as well. And so I, 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 for the most part, just like to live in the moment with that person, enjoy my time with them, enjoy. But don't you want to build something with them? Who says you can't build it in the, in the moment and build on it the next day and then the next day and then the next day. And over time you realize, wow, that's two years down the road. Yeah. I mean, you have a good point there. I think that's, that was where I might have been you know, getting caught up. I was so focused on the future and, and making plans and making sure everything was set out in the future, uh, building things for 10, 15 years down the road. And I think that honestly is what cost me the relationship. I wasn't thinking or I wasn't doing what I needed to do in the moment, making sure I was compensating for my half of the relationship in the moment. And that's why sometimes when people are so, you know, for example, goal-oriented, it's just can sometimes impact you negatively because you're always thinking of long-term and never short-term, when sometimes short-term is what you can control the most, yeah. and you can never control the long-term. Wow. That's some food for thought right there. Yeah, it really is. So, I guess, 
another question of mine would be, are you a fan of marriage? Do you believe in marriage? What do you mean, do I? Well, you say you want to live in the moment. Yeah. At what point do you reach the threshold to where you see yourself with that person for eternity? Because that's what marriage is. It's a lifelong commitment. It is. Plus, um, plus more. Many more years after you pass away. Well, like I said, there, at some point in your life, you'll realize there was that one person you met college, high school, 20s, 30s, whatever time in your life that you met that one person. You, you kind of knew, I could really see myself marrying this person. Um, and it's really just building up on those experiences, emotions, traumatic events. And I think at some point after, I don't really think there's a set time on when you can decide on when to marry. It's kind of just a... Just happens. Yeah, I think it's so cliche. It really is so cliche, but it really is when the moment is right, you just know. Um, And so for me to answer that question, it's kind of hard because... Um, for example, you've only had one relationship right? and I've had, you know, a couple in my lifetime so far, well, only 21 years, but, um, <laughs> it's just one of those things that you just know. And at, at this time in my life, I can't tell you that. Hmm. Well, there you have it. You all a wonderful podcast with Oscar Diaz talking about the beauties of relationships the pros the cons the goods the bads the purpose if there's one thing you take from this podcast today i would i would say recognize your strengths and your weaknesses when it comes to your relationships with people your friendships even why do people flock to you why are people so interested in you But it's also just as important to understand why people stay away from you. Why do people consider you to be toxic? That, my friends, is is the most important. Concentrating on those those weaknesses and, and working and honing in on those. Making sure that you're the best person that you can be for yourself, but also for the others around you. Because as they always say, your environment, It's what you're made of. And you're made of your environment. I leave you with that. Thank you all for listening. And there you have it, the first ever episode of Convos with Cole. I hope you all liked the episode and make sure you all continue to tune in as we take a deep dive into the people that I surround myself with, you know, looking at their experiences, their relationships, their friendships. I hope you all enjoy the show. Thank you.